Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Ashley Green and I'm joined by my good friend Aidan O'Sullivan. Today we're going to be talking about transitioning from magic to mentalism. But before I start this episode, before we crack on with the nitty gritty of all things involved in transitioning from magic to mentalism, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone that has ultimately uh, subscribed to our mailing list to claim our free book, everyone that's left reviews and everyone who has just tuned in to watch these podcasts. I never in a million years would have assumed it would grow so quickly. So I personally want to say a massive, massive thank you to anyone tuning in for this episode and to everyone that's been there right from the very start when we launched last week. Thank you so much. It means the world. Is there anything you want to add on there, Adam? Uh, no, I just, yeah, just want to ditto that, really. it's It's been a, quite overwhelming. I mean, we were expecting a certain level of... Um, we're expecting a certain level of, of of interest, partly because that's why we'd set it out. We'd, we'd done all of that um, initial working to to see if there was a market for for this kind of thing, and it, there was an interest. But honestly, it's been it's been it's been really overwhelming um, to actually see the amount of positive responses that we've that we've had. It's just blown away, absolutely blown away. Um, obviously, we're now on live on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts huge hello and thank you for that make sure you're subscribing to us so you get every every update every single week and you don't miss an episode um but yeah as ashley said thanks to everybody that's subscribed reviewed followed us on uh, social media and all that jazz um yeah it's been fantastic anyway enough plugs uh for now i think uh we should probably crack on with the uh the meat of the episode let's go for it uh which which today is uh transitioning from magic to mentalism now I know a lot of our listeners are either getting into magic and mentalism, so they're first starting out. But I also know that quite uh, a few of the uh, people listening to the podcast is from uh, a background in magic, and they're looking at taking a jump into more mentalism, um, as well as a bunch of seasoned pros of mentalism as well. So uh, thank you to you guys uh, for all tuning in here. But um, I think probably th- we're going to start by talking about how the transition period was for us and a couple of little hiccups. I know Ashley's got a, an interesting story to his approach from taking that leap to, from magic to mentalism, um, which we'll grill him on in just a second. But for the, I think that, I think why not just go with that now, Ashley, that, that story, um, that gig. Yeah. Do, can you just spew that story? Cause I, I think it's fascinating. Um, but we'll talk about it afterwards. Ashley, go. Well, it all started because, I was doing magic, I was doing card tricks and things, and as I mentioned in episode one last week, uh, the reason, my journey of how I ended up as a mind reader, obviously I was at the stage where I wanted to take the jump from magic to mentalism. 
and I thought how am I going to do this and the biggest problem I faced at the time was I was looking at things in terms of tricks. I wasn't looking at entertainment, how I can uh, make my audience feel a certain emotion, how I can tell an interesting story. I was just looking at the tricks. I was a very inexperienced performer then. So I was thinking to myself, how can I go out and just do mind reading tricks? So I went out to um, to a gig and I, I decided I'm not going to do any magic. I had a pack of cards with me just in case, but I was like, I don't want to start doing any sort of weird card tricks. I just want to go out and read minds. And I only had two tricks that I could do. And to me or Aiden now or any experienced professionals watching this, we know nowadays that when you do a wedding or something, you can get away with doing one or two tricks. But when you're very young, starting out in this, it's a very daunting thing because you want to try different things on different people. And we've all been there. We've had those gigs where we do like a million and one different tricks in the same thing. But again, that just goes down to inexperience because we want to try something different on every single person. So going out at a young age with that inexperience, it was very difficult just to do a specific two tricks. And as I think the problem with that was I was looking at it from that kind of view, I was just looking at the tricks as whole. I, I weren't, I wasn't just looking at what I want my audience to feel, how I want to entertain them. And that is the thing I'd say to you if you are at that stage where I was quite a few years ago, where you're struggling to go from magic to mentalism, don't be worried about you, what you perform. The things that you perform are irrelevant. It's the stories that people take away, the emotions they feel, and it. At the end of the day, if you're coming across as an entertainer, all that matters is you put a smile on someone's face. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what you do or how you get there. As long as they're happy and you're happy, that is the only thing that matters. So that's one piece of advice I can give from kind of struggling getting into it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love that. I, I, what I love most about that entire, entire story is the literally the sheer bravery of saying... I'm going to go and do mentalism only at this gig. I only have two tricks. Like that's that for the most part, that's unheard of, especially when because um, you transition from uh, magic to mentalism fairly early. Um, if I'm right in thinking, like you, you were you wasn't particularly doing magic gigs so much, um, and then and then took that transition. So you've probably still got an element of. Uh, uh, of full pocket syndrome or whatever it's called nowadays everybody everybody knows it um and it, it usually happens like early on in your in your performance uh, magic career that you just ram your pockets full. you've got your your gimmick decks and you've got like in three in every single pocket and you've got this bulging pocket your suit is literally just full or your jacket's full or don't do that <laughs> just just don't do that it's really not worth it um but yeah the the, the sheer bravery to just say i'm gonna go and only do mentalism I only have two mentalism tricks and then just do a gig off that with without the knowledge of that being literally more than enough for a lot of different gigs. We're not condoning only ever learn two mentalism tricks. Don't do that. That's a silly idea. But the idea is there that you could just go out and just do this from the get go. Um, I think it kind of touches you touch nicely as well on something that I I think I think is actually also next week's episode, like talking more about the deeper understanding of why mentalism um, and actually going into what what is mentalism going to do for you that magic or any other art form might not. Have I just... Whoops. Yep, you've let that slip again. <laughs> That's um, 
that's two weeks in a row now that uh, I've accidentally leaked the next week's episode. Um, moving on, moving on. There's a little spoiler for you. Um, next week we're talking about why mentalism, uh, looking at the deep, dark understanding of why you want to do mentalism over anything else. Um, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? That's uh, Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, for those listeners that are involved with... Um, magic already obviously you can just jump straight into to learning some b- basic mentalism and just start playing around and start doing that but for the people that aren't listening uh, or the people that are listening that aren't involved with magic yet or they're getting into magic or, or or perhaps they're looking into getting into sort of mentalism more so than magic um i would personally argue that it's very very important to at least learn a few basic magic tricks now these can be literally anything. You could do the twenty-one card trick, which I think every other magician on the planet hates. Um, but I actually think it's quite an interesting tool, and I will argue in favour of learning the twenty-one card trick um, purely because it's such a long and tedious trick for the most part. Obviously, dealing cards into three piles and all of that. So you've got to find a way to make that interesting and not bore your audience to death. So. Maybe that's a challenge for for uh, for the listeners. If you've got a good premise or good presentation for that, send it to us. Let us know, um, and we'd love to we'd love to watch that basic card trick as a good mental or a good magic uh, sort of premise. Anyway, I digress completely. Having these basic understandings of um, uh, of these magical techniques, they're gonna they're gonna help so much because there's a lot of mentalism that overlaps with magic. And if you've got this understanding of these magical techniques and magical principles, then you'll be able to apply these into your mentalism almost like instantaneously. Like you can literally just drag and drop. It's fantastic. Um, For example, we'll we'll go in depth on another episode. We'll probably talk about the uh, the playing cards in magic and playing cards in mentalism kind of debate. We'll look at that. But... If you know this sleight of hand from this card magic or you know some principles with card magic, you can literally take that and apply that straight to your mentalism uh, easily. Um, I don't know if I'm rambling here at this point, actually, talking about these other these other skills, but if you're not involved with magic already, if you if you do anything outside of magic, perhaps you play an instrument or perhaps you, um, you're, you're a dancer or perhaps you really like a certain genre of music or you just like music in general... Whatever it is that you're interested in outside of this magic and mentalism route, you can use that within your mentalism. You can literally take out all of these principles and these ideas and actually embed them into this creative pursuit. Because then as you're creating your mentalism, as you're playing with mentalism, you've got a wider understanding from a creative and presentational perspective that will actually set you at like above the, uh, the like the majority of other performers. Um for those listening to last week's episode, we actually mentioned unicycling, and we've had a couple of comments since then saying that uh, like there's a gap in the market for unicycled mentalists. Um, I don't I don't know whether that's something that we're going to ever do, but if you want to do that, go go ahead, be be our guest. Um, but this is the idea: you can use your interests and your other passions to just create and transition into mentalism, but and just bring all of these ideas in, and then that creates your own unique perspective. Um, 
Do you have anything you want to add to that, Ashley? I've kind of just rambled there yeah. for quite a while. It makes it makes a lot of sense what you say. And I think these are very useful tips for anyone who is at that stage transitioning from magic to mentalism, or even those who do mentalism full time. I think there's always something to learn from the basics. And that's what this month is covering, the basics, so everyone's on the same level. And in terms of what you're saying, bringing in other skills into your mentalism, like I mentioned last week, I wanted to stand out from all the other magicians. And if you're bringing in something else you're passionate about, say you bring in art, or you bring in your circus skills or music, you're giving it that other dimension, like you say, Aiden, and it just makes you more interesting. It, I feel it brings people into your world. Uh, they can start Definitely. to understand Definitely. you a bit better. A good example of this, when I did uh, the Magic Circle's Young Magician of the Year competition, I was doing, back when I used to do magic, I was doing a card to orange. Get someone to pick a playing card, we'd rip it up, they'd take a piece, you make the pieces vanishes, and it would be in an orange. I wanted a way of mixing up the oranges, so I just juggled them out of the blue. And it caught the off audience off guard, and then they're like, oh, that's interesting, but it just adds another dimension to the show. So it just makes it a little bit more interesting. And I think that's something that Ben Hart speaks, like, quite, is really, really passionate for. I mean, we saw him in Blackpool this year, which is. 2020 the year of the year of absolute chaos um but with ben hart spoke about it quite a lot about finding ways to to deepen your character and and understand your persona and give the audience a little bit more make yourself interesting give yourself that element of mystery allow your audience to learn about you over the course of your show or your act or your set or whatever it is that you're doing allow them to learn about you because then that's that's the quickest way to create a deep connection with them um, and, and Ben does this incredibly well. If there's anybody that I could recommend to to specifically look and understand sort of character work, just study Ben Hart. His 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 real thinking and theory behind all of this is just it's just gold dust. Yeah, the the character is so important in regards to to that because that's for me, and I think you're the same. Got the same views on this character and the entertainment value. And that is so much more important than the things you do. You could go out there and do that boring 21 card trick. You could even do SpongeBob mentalism. But if you've got the super interesting character, the super interesting persona, you, you're someone special and you put a laugh and smile on people's faces, then you're going to be better than the vast majority of people out there. Even if you're doing silly SpongeBob mentalism or something like that. You know what I mean? Is that even a thing? Is that a thing? No, but it could be. It could be. And I want to see it. it. Be, if it anyone could can do be your it, thing. send a video in. <laughs> send a, like, so you've got it's some projects. You've got to find an interest, learn and perfect a good presentation for the 21 card trick. Um, and in fact, I tell you what, Ashley, this is completely off the cuff, but let, let's do that as well. Let's spend an, uh, uh, the next couple of weeks actually thinking about it ourselves. And then we'll upload maybe a video post lockdown and stuff. And we'll actually perform it and and we'll share it with you guys. An interesting presentation for the um, for the twenty one car trip. There you go. Uh, so there's that and SpongeBob mentalism. If that's a thing, we'll go with that. I uh, want to see. My, it. my mind's racing already. It's, it's <laughs> psychically moving one SpongeBob to the other hand using no tricks but just mental powers. I think that's brilliant. I think there's a unique place for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a direction the podcast uh, turned that no one was expecting. No one was expecting that. So, Aidan, to kind of bring this back from talking about weird things like sponge balls and mentalism and all that stuff to actually bring us back on topic 
to that question of transitioning. It took a bit of a turn, didn't it? <laughs> but anyway, from transitioning from magic to mentalism, what are your three tips that you can give the viewers if they are at that stage where they are thinking about putting down the magic tricks to go out and read minds? What would you? What advice would you give? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, for disclosure, I was not prepared for that question. Ashley did not run that through me before the notes, so at this point I'm stalling. But um, st step number one is um, I'm going to throw out as, as being something that um, an idea that I've seen quite a bit, but most recently as uh, an idea that Peter Turner shared on his Instagram. Now, he did a story with the Q&A box and people asked him questions and he responded to those. But one of the questions was this topic, this idea of how do you go from magic to mentalism? And it really stuck out to me because the idea is the idea wasn't particularly groundbreaking. I've heard it around before, but he, he quite simply said, present your existing magic tricks as mentalism. Present your existing magic tricks as mind reading. And, and that's it. That's all you need to do. Like if you if you know a basic magic trick, like the twenty one card trick, if if you're not familiar with it, essentially by the end of the the process, you know exactly which playing card or which position it's in in the pile of twenty one cards. Um, you can use that information and then shift it to a mind reading routine. So, it it doesn't particularly matter what you're doing. Just take something that you're familiar with already. It might be a coin vanish. You could find a way of doing that as mentalism if you like. You could shift this 21 card trick into a mentalism routine with a mind reading piece at the end just think about what it is that you already know within magic and shift that the presentation play with the presentation more than the the actual method because kind of point number two i think is quite important that actually said it at the start the tricks don't matter it does not matter whether you're doing an ambitious card or or, or a color change for a card like in the terms of magic perspective it does not matter the presentation and the situation that you're in is far more important. And Ashley spoke about it earlier. Like a good presentation and a good sort of um, performance of whatever it is you're doing is much, much more important because you, you'll connect with your audience and they'll be able to engage with you and, and you'll have a deeper impact with the mentalism and the magic that you're performing. Um, so step number two really is quite simply don't worry about the tricks. Don't go out there trying to learn new mind reading tricks. Don't search mind reading tricks on YouTube unless you're brand new. In that case, might be worth a go. Just learn some basic tricks and then shift the presentation. Um, so just to recap for complete clarity, step number one, presentations uh, are, the, are more important. Shift your magic presentations to mentalism on what you know already. Step number two, don't get bogged down with the, the methods or the trick itself. That's that's unimportant. If, if you need to learn a basic one, do that. And finally, step number three, I would argue quite simply, is uh, just just do it. Don't be afraid. Just be prepared to give it a go and see how it's received. We, we speak about it in our ebook. like just get out there and, and do it. And I think that's probably the most important element of this whole world of magic and mentalism if you're trying your material and testing it for a live audience you'll be able to tweak it and play with it even if your live audience is your nan or your friends and, and, and your family like so long as you're getting that immediate feedback you can then shift and tweak and play with it and, and, and just get out there and do it um don't don't be afraid of this kind of thing obviously it, i would this might be a little bit controversial um, and if it is I, I don't care actually you might have to either back me up or argue with me at this point but um i don't think our audiences care whether we're doing a magic trick for them 
or a mentalism trick for them. I genuinely don't think they have a a, a dis like a distinctive understanding of one or either or the other. I would argue that for the most part, our audiences and lay people see magic and mentalism mentalism as one big ball, uh, like one big kind of area of stuff. I mean, sure, some people will be able to read minds, but I think that's just a result of the ever-growing popularity of of mind-reading tricks done by magicians nowadays. I think it's kind of all just one big, big genre. So don't be afraid to just go out there and give it a go because your audiences aren't expecting anything different if you don't present it differently. If, does that make sense? I, I agree with that. People view it the same. I mean, I work in a magic bar constantly. I constantly gig in a magic bar. And sometimes people are like, oh, can I see a card trick? And I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. I don't I don't care about being that person who does a piece of magic and mentalism. I, my end goal, like I said a moment ago, I just want to put a smile on someone's face. That's all I care about. Yeah, I think it, it, it's... It's definitely worth saying, like, if you've got this foundation and you you understand some basic magic tricks, honestly, it is so handy to know. I mean, I I know I've spoken about it before to various people in various places, and I know I've mentioned it to you. I've done gigs before, like, for 200 people that all I've done is two tricks. I've I've done a, a simple card piece where I read the mind of a card that's been selected and also the witch hand game. But the fact that I've got this coin and this knowledge of magic and, and coin vanishes and things, it's, it's brilliant for every situation because at that same gig, I had a couple of children come up to me and say, oh, can you show us a trick? Like the fact parents go and ask the magician for a trick and stuff. So then I was able to do this coin vanish and just, just play around. So I don't think you should limit yourself exclusively to the learning and the studying of just mentalism. I think that would probably do you a disservice. Like always expand your knowledge learn more about magic learn more about your other interests and passions if you're interested in music how can you use music in your mentalism if you can you bring in some element of of dance into there i mean i know magical bones has just done on bgt he's got a background in um sort of hip hop hip hop break dancing and things he's just done his iconic backflip card catch i know that's a magic trick but it's an example of bringing in your other interests into your art um because ultimately i think that's what it is I'm not going to argue backwards and forwards about is magic and is mentalism an art form. I quite simply think it is. Um, And because it's an art form, it's entirely up to you. You can do it however you like. No one can argue. Great answers. Does that make sense? I mean, I've kind of... I I realise for the majority of this episode, I've just rambled on this stuff. Uh, Is there any other points that you want to either argue with me on? Or go on, argue with me. Argue with me. I don't don't need to argue. Argue with me, actually. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Um, I agree with it. Yeah, so I just want to add a point on, really, and it's this. Don't be a boring mentalist. And I'm looking at Aiden now. He's holding his head in his hands. He's like, why would you mention that? But I think it's a very fair point. There's a lot of mentalists out there and I've watched their performances and I'm just like, dude, you're so slow and unengaging. It's just ridiculous. Remember, your main goal for the most part is to be entertaining, put a smile on people's faces and just make sure they have fun. And they leave with all these nice little memories for the future. You don't want to be this guy who's just slow and just ah, and it's just boring. I think that's I mean, a fair I mean, point, isn't it? It's a very fair point. A lot of, a lot, I know at least half a dozen of my magician friends, they, I've spoken to them before about mentalism and they've all said the same thing. It's, oh, I don't like mentalism. It's boring. It's slow. It's, it's not interesting. It's not fun. And 
they then stick to their ambitious card 400 times in one night. And, that's going to um, get you hate. <laughs> I really, this episode has just been me arguing and, and, and slamming other other things. I promise that this is all done with love. This is it comes from a place of love. I'm not trying to hate or anything. Anyway, let's move this along. Um, but you're, you're completely right. It kind of goes against the point I mentioned earlier about magic is an art form and like mentalism is an art form and you can do it however you like, which is true. You, if you really want to be this slow and unengaging mentalist, but that for some reason that really resonates with you, do it. I, I mean... I think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you're not trying to find these ways. But I also want to just kind of argue a little bit about um, something that you've just said, um, that your job is to put put a smile on people's faces. I don't think that's always the goal. I think there are times in which you can try and push for something different, go with a different emotion. I mean, obviously, the the core point is entertainment value. But um, I don't think I don't think you should always be aiming for a smile. Obviously, when you're leaving, you want people to feel like they've enjoyed that experience for some way. But um, don't feel you have you to just be that. a comedian. <laughs> because with what you say, um, not every time I do put a smile on uh, people's faces, sometimes they leave crying. <laughs> I think that's definitely something that we can we'll we'll talk about a hundred percent in a, in another episode yeah. about like emotions and mentalism and 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 trying to create a, a routine and follow and pursue an emotion. I think there's definitely value in that to to be shared, um, especially from yourself, because you're great with that. Let's restructure what I said. For the most part. I want to put a <laughs> smile on people's faces. Uh, smiles on people's faces. I want to put make sure just people one have a smile. smile on their face. One smile, smile per smile. face. One smile per face. Don't. I mean, that's that's magic. And then if you're getting two on a face, and uh, we digress. This episode has been literally me ranting about various elements of magic, which I'm probably going to get hate for, and um, general stupidity, like SpongeBob mentalism. There's a thing. There's a thing. Anyway, Aiden. I've told you my story of how I transitioned from magic to mentalism. Tell us yours. What was your defining moment? How did you transition? I find this quite interesting because my transition was more of a transition than a switch. I think yours was definitely more of a switch over. You literally took the plunge and went, okay, this gig, two tricks, job done. And then from that moment on, you started shifting and and going from there. I didn't really have that. Uh, Obviously, I had that. For those that listened to the last episode, I had that background in hypnosis and pickpocketing, and I was playing along with that, and then magic, and then mentalism quite quite early on with that, um, combining magic with psychology. So I, th- I think it was definitely more of a transition period. And like, like uh, we mentioned earlier, just present your existing magic tricks as mentalism. What I was doing, rather than presenting it as mentalism in the traditional sense, I was trans- I was pre- presenting my sort of magic tricks with a psychological premise or with with this mental sort of premise before I'd even learned about mentalism and, and the likes of, of Darren and things, like early doors. So I think that was my sort of transition. I don't know whether that's clear. I didn't I didn't really have a, a a defining moment. I kind of just started doing exactly what I was I was doing and then learned more about the psychology and now I I just do that. Like I I don't know. I don't so know. It just That's really uninteresting. And you just kind of You've, went through a flow. Yeah, I, I just I just started adjusting, and um, yeah, that's it. Nice and boring to end the episode. Thanks for that. Um, have you got anything else you, you want to share, or are we happy to, to I think, close? I out? think we've covered it. I mean, we we always say all the time, if um, all the time for the last episode. 
because this is episode two. <laughs> yeah, this um, is only episode two, Ashley. Uh, but we um, we have been saying that, of course, if you guys want us to elaborate on anything else a bit more, um, just message us on social media, leave a comment on something, let us know if you've got any specific questions you want to ask in another episode. All you got to do is message us and we'll be happy to help you out. Um, the more we can do to help you in your mentalism, then that's that's our job done at the end of the day. So if you want to see anything, hear yeah, anything, definitely. or get advice, let us know. Yeah, I think that I think that's most important. I mean, we've kind of mentioned it uh, on, across other social medias and on our website as well. The structure for these podcasts, we're going to be doing three weeks of shorter. I say shorter. This is quite a uh, probably a little bit longer than the first episode, but. We want to do three sort of shorter episodes followed by a, a longer, deeper dive into other topics. And also we want to be answering your questions. Um, so in in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be doing that longer episode. So if you have got any questions about perhaps our, our origin stories from episode one, what we're talking about here in episode two, the transition from magic to mentalism, and also episode three, which is why mentalism, which I've accidentally leaked earlier. Um, if you've got any questions after listening to those podcasts, send them to us. We'll be happy to answer straight away, but what we'd love to do is use those and create like a segment in the larger episode about answering your questions. Because um, I, I think ultimately that's going to be the best way for you guys to grow. You can listen to us sharing our thoughts on these topics, but it's going to be great for us because then we can start working out what we're missing, what we need to share and go from there. Um, but unless that's if, unless there's anything else that you want to add, we shall wrap it up right there. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap let's up. Wrap as long up. as Perfect. people if you have want... downloaded that free uh, free PDF we've got, then let's Yes, wrap up. if you want to get the free PDF that we mentioned earlier, 10 tips to improve your mentalism. These are 10 instant strategies and tips that you can apply directly into your performances. Magical mentalism, to be fair. We've had a lot of a lot of magicians that are looking to transition. They've said, read the ebook and they've said it's it's fantastic that they can apply it within their magic and also any mentalism that they do. To get that, quite simply, it's a mailing list exclusive. So if you head over to our website, uh, the successful mentalist.com forward slash free that's f-r-e-e -E, not the number three free as in free stuff this is the thing now i'm every time i plug it i have to talk about the three and the free anyway moving on uh you can get it from there uh and it's again it's completely free you get it sent to you you get the link and then you can download it and, and go from there um but until next week if you've got any questions message us catch up with us on social media we'll be fairly active um on both mostly active on instagram i think but we'll also be on facebook sharing things as well but make sure you've subscribed and you're liking and reviewing this podcast wherever you're listening to it um it would genuinely mean the world to us and would also help us share it with more and more people as well um and unless there is final call from ashley nothing nothing he's just sat smiling at me okay we will end it there uh thank you very much for listening to episode two we will see you next week take care guys hey it's aiden here i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player that way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way also when you're ready to roll here are three ways that we can help you right now Number one is to join our free Facebook group. 
It's called The Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for The Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.